0: I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. And first, we want to give a big shout out to all the fathers because this is our Father's Day episode, Father's Day edition of Street Soldiers. Of course, I got to shout out my dad. I got to shout out all my brothers, my brother-in-law, all the fathers in my family and the fathers that that I have worked with in the community who have taken this concept of fatherhood beyond just the front door of their house or their apartment and taking it into the streets, into the neighborhoods, really trying to make sure, as real men do, that our communities get better, that our lives improve, that we're protected, and that our children can grow up to really be everything that they want to be. So that's what we're going to talk about. A lot of issues around fatherhood and uh, things that are going on, and we've got the perfect panel to, uh, to discuss it. Let me introduce them right now. Joining us. He is a hip-hop artist, very well known. We had a great uh, discussion and debate about whether rappers should be role models with XXL. Shout out to Vanessa Satin and Toray. And uh, he's a hip-hop artist, Consequence. His EP, Growing Up in New York, is coming out this summer. And his five-year-old, about-to-be-five-year-old son's first mixtape is coming out. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna talk with you about that too, Vicans. Thanks so much for being with us.
1: oh uh, man, thank you for having me, man. It's always a pleasure.
0: Yeah, well, great to have you back on Hot ninety seven. Also with us is Amari Terrell. He's a father of five. He did five years in federal prison for heroin distribution. Now he is part of the Renew program. He is on the other side. He is trying to make sure that young men in particular don't go down the road that he took that little turn on that detour on. He's out in the community. This Renew program is run by the uh, U.S. Attorney in Newark, Paul Fishman. And Amari goes around and talks to dads, and we're going to find out what that's all about, too. Amari, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for inviting me. We really appreciate it. Also with us is LeVar Young. He's the former executive director of the Fathers Now program. That was started by Cory Booker, right? In, yes, it was. In Newark, by current senator and uh, former mayor, Cory Booker. He's the father of two boys, 16 and 11. And now he's a fatherhood consultant, sets up fatherhood programs for cities and agencies all over but consequence let me start with you on this as you look around just in terms of the hip-hop community Mm -hmm. there are there are a lot of artists who talk about their kids publicly which seems like it's something relatively new Um, is that true or false well
1: i think it's kind of been a wave um over the last couple years where um you've seen more public you know more public figures or celebrities kind of being out with their children that you know we we ha- we are in a social media age so um you know the, the premise of like instagram and twitter are kind of you know we use these apps to kind of benchmark things in our life so i think like now you see you've seen um jay-z um obviously with blue uh you've seen Kanye with North, you have seen me with Kaden you've seen Swiss with Iggy and um Nasir and and Cassim. So I think what it is is that um based off our experiences as, as artists or based off our experiences that made us artists, um, you know, being able to time capsule uh what we experienced in the in the hood or the you know, what the ghetto the streets, whatever however you want to framework it, um I think we want to we we want to take the opportunity now to just to show shine a light on what the, the how you can you know how you can polish yourself and and now you know pass that along to your to your child.
0: And and basically go for your dream and do what you want to do and also still be a good responsible father.
1: Yeah, and, and and so the thing is also like just with the next generation you you know I I know for me personally, I've learned that it's very important to to establish legacy um, in your family. No, very um,
0: very important. Let me get get Lavar's Le- thoughts on that. I see you shaking your head no. about that. In in terms of the fatherhood initiative, what do you see as some of the biggest developments right now? Is it true that younger fathers, there's no longer that thing of like, oh, I I don't want to be involved with my kids because that's going to take me away from doing what I want to do?
2: Yeah, I I think like Consequence just said legacy is is huge right now and I mean fathers have always stepped up specifically in the African-American community but I don't think we've always had a positive light on us stepping up um I know I you know I got friends families I don't know bad fathers right I don't know any deadbeats um that that are portrayed on tv or that you see in the courtroom shows I know fathers that work hard I know fathers that have had obstacles that have prohibited them from being the best fathers they they want to be um but I don't necessarily know fathers to just say hey I, I'm a dad I know I'm a dad and I know I have kids, but I really don't care about their, you know, their situation or or how they're being bored up. So I would say a lot of that has to do with legacy. I know for myself when when I, I knew I was going to become a father, I was 19 going on 20. And uh, my father really wasn't in my life as well. But for me, it was like, how do I break that generational curse within my family? His father wasn't involved in his life. So uh, for me, being the oldest uh, uh, child of my father's, I said, this has to end. Um, And if it's going to end, it starts with me. And, um, you know, what I thought at the time being 19 turning 20 was going to be a nightmare has turned into the greatest blessing of my life. And is. Um, Giving me the opportunity to touch other fathers All across the country So, you know, fatherhood has always been what it is But I I do see younger fathers um, You know, stepping up and playing that role uh, More so than the older generation The older generation has a little bit of issues Um, You talk about the crack epidemic of the 80s And a lot of our fathers have drug abuse And, you know, issues like that So I see a lot of younger fathers really taking the stand And like Consequence said, with social media It's easy to kind of like, you know, highlight that and And expose that where fathers of a generation or two ago didn't have those opportunities to really shop and show kind kind of, kind
0: of making it popular but w- but one of the things amari the um the mass incarceration in communities of color, particularly african american men that's that's done a lot of harm to a lot of families,
3: yes, that's one of and expound on um legacy that was one of the things that clicked on me when I was sitting in my cell. I realized you know my father you know he abandoned me um he, he had a heroin addiction when he went to Vietnam. Um, he was out of my life since I was about seven years old. So when I got arrested at thirty-five, and I was sitting in my cell, I I said to myself, "I'm doing, I'm continuing the same cycle, you know." By even though I was there for my kids, but now I'm in prison because I'm, I'm. You took a choice of selling drugs. Now I'm away from them for five years, and that was it. Clicked in me. I, I, I my son, he graduated high school. I missed that. You know, my youngest son was eighteen months old when I got arrested and his mother didn't come and visit me for like two years and at the time I was like 315 pounds and I had lost like 80 pounds and when he came to see me he was like that's not my father and he started crying He wanted to, he wanted to leave so that was one of the main reasons when I came home I said I have to be a better father to my kids. So when I was incarcerated, I took every program that the prison had to offer. I didn't go to the yard and hang out. I took anger management classes, educational classes. I taught step aerobics. So when I was fathering from the telephone, I was sending the certificates out letting my kids know that everything I'm telling y'all I want y'all to do, that I'm still in here learning, trying to do the same thing. So when I got released, I started said, you know, I'm going to give back to my community. I helped destroy it, so let me come back and give back to the kids and let them know that leading, going down this path that I went to is only going to lead to two things, death or jail. So I started that path, and I've been doing it ever since, going back into the high school, speaking. I just spoke at Cicely Tyson, and I work for um, Arizona ice Tea and the kids I did career day and they was like um why didn't bring no juice and, I, and at the time why I you was drive the truck right up yeah, to the school, at the time right? I was on dis- I was on disability <laughs> so I said well I'm not working I'm I'm out on disability so I spoke to them about the path that I took and not to go down that same path so about a month later the guidance counselor called me and was like the kids um did Wrote 22 thank you cards to you. So I went to my boss, because I actually went back to work, and I went to my boss, and I said, look, man, I can't go back to this school without bringing no Arizona iced tea. <laughs> so he gave my boss gave me 20 cases, and That's awesome. I took them to all the schools I went. I did Fresh Start Academy, um, Cicely Tyson. I took 10 cases back to each school, and when I walked in there, the kids didn't think. They so used to people lying to them, adults lying to them. When I told them I was coming back, they didn't believe me. So when I walked back in the classroom, they... Yo, they smile. Some of them start crying, and I had cases of Arizona, and that did more for me than it did for them. And I told them that day I spoke to y'all, I learned just as much from y'all as, as y'all learned from me. And this will keep me, you know, doing the things I'm doing by giving back to my community and speaking against, you know, the negative impacts that we have when we doing it, when we rob and we stealing and we doing that because you can't be successful doing the right thing.
0: Consequence, what about the the images too of of men that are, that are out there do they impact how how men look at the role of fathers you know we talk about that a lot
1: yeah i i think um i think i definitely uh believe that um what you what you perpetuate um in society has an effect on how people deal with one another and human decency um i think energy is re- a very important thing when dealing with men and, and being fathers. Um, imagine the void that a child feels when that energy of a, a man's presence is gone. Um, I, I know it firsthand from being a child of divorce that um, there's just certain things that a kid will sit there and long for. It may not be able to articulate it um, at eight or nine or 10, but subconsciously they they long for it that connection. And I think um, when you when when you do see other, you know, we, we deal with trends in this culture, you know what I'm saying, especially in hip hop, you know what I'm saying? And it, so when you do see other other artists um, or celebrities that you look at and you you know, you may be a fan of their their uh, their artwork and you see their interaction with their child, I think it does subconsciously send a message to other like this is this is a good thing. This, this is, is cool. a, a positive this, this is thing. A, this, is where, this is where we at. We're not really in a space of of causing destruction. You know, causing destruction or, or abandonment and things of that nature, or you know, just negative connotation when it comes to parenting.
0: No, definitely. All right, we're, um, you're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host Lisa Evers on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. Google Plus, too, at Lisa Evers. (laughs) Everything's on LisaEvers.com if you want to catch up on our previous shows. And we're celebrating fathers, and we're also celebrating all of the men and some of the women, too, are are fulfilling that role. they got to do both roles in our children's lives on Father's Day. And we're going to find out when we come back. I want to know what our guests have to say. What are the do's and don'ts? What have they learned from being fathers? And maybe they can share some do's and don'ts with us. That's coming up.
2: Yo, you already know what it is, man. This is B.I.G. Sean, and this is the Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers, real issues, real politics, real people, only on Hot
1: 97.
0: Welcome back to Street Soldiers on Hot 97. I'm Lisa Evers, your host on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Lisa Evers. And what we're doing is celebrating fathers today, talking about this whole fatherhood issue. And uh, so many dads now are stepping up to the plate and really taking care of their children and even go, going beyond that as some of our guests are going into the communities too to strengthen our communities, which you know I love. So let me introduce our panel to you. Lavar Young, he's the um, former executive director of Fathers Now. He's a father of two boys, ages 16 and 11, so you know he's got his hands full. And he's a fatherhood (laughs) professionally. He's a fatherhood consultant. He sets up fatherhood programs for cities and agencies. Also with us is Amari Terrell. He's a father of five. He did a stint in prison, came out and said, never going back. (laughs) And now he works with the assistant U.S. attorney in Newark, Paul Fishman, for this Renew program, going out speaking to young men, making sure that they understand what's happening with the choices that they make. Also with us is hip-hop artist, Consequence. He's the father of a soon-to-be five-year-old hip-hop artist also. And uh, his EP coming up this summer, Growing Up in New York. Let's talk talk about the do's and don'ts. LaVar, when you've been through all these fatherhood programs, you see it out there is economics the biggest obstacle to fatherhood it's the a, money issue
2: it's it's a, you know i think the perception is money but oftentimes children just want the time um that they spend with their fathers but as adults you know financial uh issues always come uh into play specifically when you're talking about uh uh, the mother of your children and providing and you know in my experience a lot of men unfortunately are unable to find employment um many many guys are ex-offenders unfortunately um so it's difficult the the way our your justice system is set up is it it punishes you for life when you make one mistake right so um you know, oftentimes fathers, like my man just said, he, he was a father before he went to, to prison. He came home, he was still a father. I'm sure it wasn't um, the easiest thing to find employment when he came home. Um, so, you know, you're talking about thousands of other uh, men. What One of the things I've learned is that... Um, the issues that, that affect you as an adult and then affect the other person that you're dealing with as an adult, the woman, you can't allow the children to get involved in that, and, and that has nothing to do with the children.
0: And I want to talk about the ch- the children's mothers in, in, in just a bit, but I, I want to stand this issue about the money because it, it's, you know, whether the family's together, you know, whether whatever it is, for a lot of people, money is the issue, and a lot of other things get caught up behind it. But, Amari, when you were away, you still found a way to— emotionally provide for your children even though you couldn't give them what you wanted or had had given them before financially tell us about that
3: well i still exactly i still Although I was incarcerated, I still I am still a father to three boys and two girls. So I still constantly stayed on the phone, writing letters, just giving them that motivation, just giving them positive energy, letting them know that I was on right, and then I'm I'm actually working harder in here than I was out on the streets because I I'm in the process of changing my mind state and I think money is an issue, but I think time is 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 more important for a kid because at I couldn't remember a time when I was a kid that you know I didn't worry about money I I worried about my father when he took I can remember him taking me to the circus he was the first person to teach me how to drive a car when I was 10 years old and now with my with my youngest is my oldest is 25 my youngest is nine now I'm heavily involved with him he go to karate so I'm at every class I I just had to fix his bike the other day because he had a flat tire I'm showing him how to fix the um flat tire um and what's he I was just talking to um, LeVar on the side of me and I told him my son, he was 18 months when I left, and I'm driving in the back seat just three weeks ago, and he turned to me and he said, how are you my father? And the question, really oh. I froze, because when I left he was 18 months old, he was a baby, and I was in, in a federal, so I was incarcerated in Virginia, so I didn't ha- really had that many visits with him. So when he when he asked me that question, you know, I didn't really know how to answer that first, and then I had to take my time, and I had to let him know that you come from love. Although me and your mother are not together, you came from love, we created you, and I showed him, I went into my phone, and I showed him all the baby pictures when he was first was born, and I was holding him when he came out. I showed him the steps, like, even before, when he was 18 months, and he was laying in the bed, and I was holding him. Then uh, my mother had brought him to see me when he was, like, three, four. I showed him the pictures. Even though it was a prison picture, I showed him that, and I just showed him that i always been in your life, I had, you know, I, I explained to him, his, you know, he couldn't, he could understand, but I didn't want to go into the extent. But to explain to him, I had went away, I took a vacation, I went away, but I'm back. But you know the history, because I'm showing you the history that There's I was following. There's a always consistency there, that's yeah. There. So I seen his face started getting, he started feeling more better as I explained to him, but it was a question that was, um, imposed on me that was like hard,
0: right? Because at the at the core of the issue is, do you really love me? Yeah, you know,
3: do you really love me? So he, I needed to let him know he came from love, and and after that, he was he was he was okay with it. But I think it's the time, you know, teaching them when they you know have their first girlfriend and you know they going through altercations in school and teaching them how, how to do their homework. They just need that time more than money.
0: Consequence. What about that? How do you find time with your career to spend with your son? Um. I make time.
3: I think
1: it's very important to do that. I think it's definitely important too to have God in your family. I think um, when you have God in your family and in your heart, it really makes a lot of the rough patches a lot easier because men and women are always going to have, you know, when good times, bad times. People have to really um, be able to communicate. And I think when you have faith, in, a, in your family structure and you teach your children now I think it makes a lot of things a lot a lot smoother just because you know money's always going to be a, a a scenario in every family structure you know what I'm saying like you're going to have times when you're up you're going to have times when you're down whether you have a whether you work whether you're whatever capacity you get income from you know that's just living life but I think when you have God in your family cuz God is pro family you know what I'm saying, um, and and pro love. So at the end of the day, when you put when you put God at the top of your uh, your pyramid, you you know your family structure uh, works that much easier.
0: It's gonna be that. It's going well. Well, when we come back and going to ask our guests, how do you negotiate, and what advice do you have? For fathers who are not with the mothers of their children and there may be problems, how can you resolve that and protect your children at the same time? You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Twitter, Instagram, Google+, Facebook, at Lisa Evers. All our shows, all our Street Soldiers, TV and radio, are on LisaEvers.com. Happy Father's Day. We'll be back right after this.
1: Yo, what up? It's The Game, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people, only on Hot 97. Welcome
0: back to Street Soldiers on Hot 97. I'm your host, Lisa Lisa Evers, you know where to find me, Twitter, Instagram, Google Plus, Facebook, at Lisa Evers, and you can catch up on all of our Street Soldier shows, radio and TV on LisaEvers.com. We're celebrating dads today, we're celebrating fatherhood, and there was a time not too long ago when there were kind of an attitude like, well, dads, take them or leave them, and mothers were always put on a pedestal, which rightfully so. But there's, I think, a new movement that's been underway for a number of years where fathers are— Taking responsibility, whether it's not even a question, it's like this is what this is what a man does. This is what you're supposed to do. And we have some great guests talking with us about this. Um, Hip hop artist Consequence, he's a father of a soon-to-be five-year-old. Um, his new project EP, Growing Up in New York, drops this summer. Also with us is Amari Terrell. He's a father of five. He did some time in a federal prison, and now he's part of the Renew program run by Assistant U.S. Attorney Paul Fishman out of Newark. That he's a federal prosecutor, and he's running this program which has got to be pretty powerful. And Amari is out there in the community talking to young men, trying to help them make positive and uh, you know positive choices for themselves and their neighborhoods. Also with us Lavar Young. He's a former executive director of Fathers Now a fatherhood program in Newark. He's got two boys, 16 and 11, and he's a fatherhood consultant. He sets up fatherhood programs for cities and agencies, which is just an idea. I mean, there's so many of these are new, like Father Fathers Now was 2011. So it's really like in the last 10 years or so that there's been this movement towards not just making it cool to be an involved dad mm-hmm. or an active father, but also... You know, yeah. really being there and really showing showing men how to do it because, let's face it, society is changing so so fast. So, Lavar, Le- as you as you go around and counsel and advise and set up these programs, how do you deal with the issue if there's a very troubled relationship between a father and the child's mother and I want to say right now I'm the only woman on the panel at the moment but the uh, you know shout shout out to all the single moms who are doing it and uh, and raising the kids and taking care of them and doing so much in our communities and you know shout shout out to you but I think everybody agrees every study that that I've ever seen not that I've seen all of them but a lot of them it's just the impact of father in a child's life shows up in the grades shows up in the choices they make lifestyle wise Shows up in every, you know, their relationships too. But Lavar, what about like, what advice do you give a guy that says, okay, I'm 19 or I'm 21 now? I had the baby when I was real young, Mm -hmm. and I'm not with the mother. I don't, you know, what do you tell him? So,
2: you know, for me, my my advice is always to try to figure it out and work it out amongst the two if you can. Um, There, like you said, I'm a product of a single mother, so I know the difficulties my mother had with raising me and my younger brother. Um, But I also know that if I had a father, well, I do have a father, but if he was more involved in my life and 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 our household, it would have been a much easier situation for my mother and for my family overall. Um, So, you know, for me, it's always uh, important to emphasize uh, the love and respect that we should have as as a unit, as a family uh, overall. But if you can't work out those situations, then you know the the courts are available um, to so, support and and help work it out for you. Um, I'm not a strong proponent of of. Recommending that that be an option. So, are you um, saying
0: be- better to try to avoid the whole poor thing anyway?
2: It's can. always better. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, uh, mom and dad is all the kid has, right? right. So, um, it's always in the best interest of the child for mom and dad to work it out. Now, we know that there's. Pr- always circumstances like we mentioned early financial um just all kinds of issues i know when i had my son i was younger i was a i was a still a boy you know I, I didn't know about fatherhood i didn't know what responsibility was um 16 years later i now know right so i know now that i can't walk out of room and just say forget it and forget you i know that i have to have conversations i know that i have to communicate with my son's uh, uh mother i know that you know at the end of the day it's about whatever is the best interest of my child and my children um, um, so for me, you know, sometimes we, we got to do what we got to do. We got to uh, uh, eat humble pie, as my mom would say. And you know, sometimes you have to make situations work. Um, so I've I've worked with hundreds of guys that you know that doesn't always work out. So then you know you do have the courts um, to 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 support or. You know, go through whatever what whatever motions you need to go through um, to either secure custody or lower child support, whatever the case may be. Um, but as a father, and just as a, uh, somebody that's giving advice to other men, my my suggestion is always to try to work it out at, at any any means or any cost necessary.
0: Because I've, I've and I throw this out to everybody on the panel, because I've heard fathers say, okay, they they're not able to see their child because they can't provide the court ordered child support. And because they don't have that those kind of financial resources, but the and thing, the core thing, as you said, is, is it's it's there, but mm-hmm. it's it, it's not the easiest. Nobody I, comes out of there no. and goes, "Wow, I won!" Is that, you know, I've this never, is great. Yeah, exactly. There's no winner.
3: There. Yeah, exactly. I've there never no seen a winner win walk out of court and, yeah, and family feel like court. a true winner when it comes to
0: family and children. So, so, what about that, guys?
3: I think personally, for me, what worked for me uh, is communication with my son's mother. Me and her not together. I'm at, I'm currently married. Um, me and her not together, but work for me was, you know, nobody has what, what a lot of fathers don't realize is nobody has custody of the child until you go to court. The mother doesn't have custody just because she, you know, she been taking care him. of him, yeah, um, or birthed them. She doesn't have custody. You don't even have custody until the judge rules. So, my communicating my my son's mother and I said I'm gonna have him three days out of the week. You have him four days. I switch it up four days, you switch it up three days. And that's what I do. That's what we, we co parent. My son lives with me three and a half days one week, lives with her four. We switch it up back and forth, and I get the help from my wife and my daughters to help me raise my son. But I took them, and a lot of fathers, they don't want that responsibility because if the mother, if they live with the mother all the time, then you, you got to step up and also take that responsibility too but you need a, a strong foundation. I have a strong foundation so I'm able to take my son four days out of the week. And you got a she, stable
0: family. Yes,
3: I have a support. stable family So, but you have to communicate. Communication is key. You, I would never want to go to the court because now when you're in the court system they control your life. Mm-hmm. You know, So that's something if you could communicate or have a, a, a buffer in between that could communicate if y'all can't get along use your mother or their mother to go in between but courts would be the last option mm-hmm. for me.
0: Consequence, you said your parents divorced. What was the hardest part for you as we a kid when that happened?
1: Yeah, I was. I was. Um, they broke up. Maybe they have tried to reconcile a few times, but they initially broke up. I want to say when I was in first grade. I used to live. I was born here, and I would go. My father was stationed in, was in the military, so he was stationed in San Diego, and um, we. My sister was born in California, so the first time they actually broke up was probably when I was. Um, kindergarten, first grade, and then my mom's family—they're both from here. But, so my mom came back. Her mother, my grandmother, was like, you know, come home if the marriage isn't working out. Right, let, let us be support with us. You for a little bit. You know, so we came and we lived with my grandparents. Um, and then my pops came back, and then you know they tried another, They tried again, and um eventually it didn't work out. By the time like maybe third grade, um, they had split for good. Um and, you know, I, I remember um, we were living in San Diego, and literally my dad had an apartment maybe 15 minutes from me, but I would never see him, like never see him. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? And so this, is, so, the, so the thing is like, and even to me as an adult, um, it's funny that you, you mentioned single uh, mothers because prior to me being involved with Jen, Jen the Penn, um I dated two other women who had children and I actually helped raise their daughters. um I was with a woman for four years before um I met Kaden's mom and um it's funny that um i this is how life works because um I met her and her daughter was like one turning two and had so obviously I just broken up with the father um and I can say this fortunately enough, she met me um just because I wasn't a scumbag you know what I'm saying so and at that time in life I didn't have a child I was just like literally like this is right around the time right when the college dropout came out and in the erection of good music had happened um so it it was a it was a really delicate time for her daughter and um I always told her like you know when if we ever break up I wanna make sure that she's good. You know, shout out to Aya. Hey, sweetie. I wanna make sure that she's good, you know what I'm saying? Because I know what kind of impression I'm having on her because she's she was in like my second video of my debut album and, you know, she kinda saw that me and her dad ain't really get along and I and I and you know, me having a child now I could have a different perspective on him, you know, but it's still like when you look at it from a child's point of view, it's just like, this is why I'm so involved with my son because of my experiences as a child, myself, and then being around other children, I know the impression that people have around children. You right, know,
0: how uh, strong it is. How
1: strong it is. You know, to this day, me and, me and I have a great relationship. You know what I'm saying? Um, fortunately, you know, but I, you know, Who's who's to say if it was another man, what would have happened? Right, and, you know. You, you
0: don't you don't even know. And you you talk about you raised the. You I I want to come back, Lavar, because you you grew up. You said to to a single mom. Yes, you, a single mother who raised you and obviously did an amazing job. But is there a point too when you're when you're a young man when you're like twelve, thirteen, and you know you're you're, you're kind of the man of the house, but so you can't really rebel against your mother the way you might rebel against a father, kind of. You don't have that guy thing where you are testing yourself, testing your boundaries. Amari shaking his head. So t- tell me about that.
2: Definitely. I mean, you know, I'm I'm I'll be 38 this year and I still yearn for a relationship with my father. Um unfortunately, we don't have one and we probably won't have one, but you know, as as a young man, you we all want somebody to look up to, someone to talk to, you know. I and, I, and protect you too. and protect you exactly. I, I'm, I'm this this month will be before years I've been married. I had questions about my marriage, you know. I got <laughs> you know, but uh, fortunately I've you been, could
0: only ask like exactly. A dad, I've, right. I've been
2: blessed to have men, older men in my life that uh, can advise and, and give me advice, but it's nothing like having a father. It's not the same. Um, yeah, it's not the there same. Is there every to, every
0: single day, Amari? That's exactly. what you. That's what, is that one of the points when you're uh, giving your speeches and giving your talks. To these young men, is, is that personal involvement, the time, the quality time?
3: Yes, it's definitely the quality time because, you know, like I said, my father wasn't in my life, and when I really went astray, my mother, I went astray like 13 years old, and my mother kicked me out of my house and made me go live with my father. My father was a drug addict at the time, so I, 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 at 13, I was an eighth grade, years, eighth grade, going to be a freshman, and I used to watch my father smoke crack. You know, and like I said, my father was the first one to take me, took me to the the zoo and taught me how to drive, but he was the first one take took me to Washington Heights to pick up drugs and show me how to cook up coke at fourteen years old. You know, and that had a, a profound effect on me as I got older and I eventually moved out of his house at fifteen because times I ain't have hot I mean hot water. I was going to school. It was too crazy. Like it was, you know, freezing cold in the house. I'm sleep I'm going to sleep with my snorkel on in the house. And I eventually one of my friends let me move his mother let me move with them. And I got away from that situation, and now my father—he lives in New York. He's a veteran, and I just found out three weeks ago. My mother just finally told me that I have three sisters I never knew about—one in Vietnam and two older ones that my father had that I never even knew about. Wow! You know, and then he called me the other day, and I was—and and I'm talking to him, and I, I, I was—I didn't—I was—I was at work on my lunch break, so I didn't want to get into it to ask him like, "Wow, how did you just hide three sisters from me?" That's older than me, and. You know, and I asked my mother the same thing. I said, "If you was bitter, I can understand." But she was like, "I wasn't bitter. It was just, it was up to him to tell you." And I'm like, I, I, what, are you, "What are you talking about?" You know, and I talked to my wife about it, and it really affected me to know I have three sisters out there that's older than me. I never knew I had one in Vietnam and two. One lived right in Nork I live in East Orange. One lived right in Nork and I've been around her and didn't know that was my sister. And, and another oh my one. Gosh, and, that's so yeah, crazy. Yeah. So, you know. That's one of the things that I try to, you know, give back to the kids because a lot of kids don't have fathers. And even when I went back into the school and spoke, it was a kid. They started telling me that he he's smoking black and mouse and everything. And I and I took him to the side and I spoke to him. I gave him my telephone number and I told him, I said, this weekend, I want you to call me and I'm going to, you know, um, meet with your mother and I'm going to mentor him. And I called a couple of my friends and told him, I need y'all help. We got, we got to save this kid because he's. Uh, Eleven years old and he's smoking black and mouse. So something in his household is going on. Is it, that's in his household? And he told me his father just died. So it's oh. a lot going on. So I'm gonna I'm a snatch him up under my wing and I'm a mentor. And I'm a, I told a few of my friends, we I need y'all help to be able to get him back on the right track. So because he need he need he need guidance. And,
0: and you know what? It's, it's like a lot of it's like a lot of programs, but it's also just like a lot of issues too. That there's no your your point of quality time again. There's n- there's no replacement for having. Adults that care yep. around that child. There's none. There's just and no. he shortcut. actually
3: called me. I left the school. I gave him my telephone number. It was like a Monday. I said, "Call me on the weekend." By three o'clock, he was. I'm looking at a phone call number. I don't know. And he was like. Uh, it's Javon, the guy. That, boy, you just call it. and I, I, I kind of got, because I, I couldn't do nothing right then and there. I, I was like, wow, he's reaching out. Like an hour later, I told him, to call me in the weekend. Like an hour was later, really
0: hurting. And, yeah, I yeah. said,
3: wow, like you know. And I called my friends right away. I said, look, we got. I need y'all. I need y'all to come through He needed these positive role models in his life, and we need to help him. We got to help him. I'm gonna find out, you know, his, his, his situation at home, and talk to his mother, and see if I could be able to be more a part of his life.
0: That's awesome. We're talking. We're celebrating father. That's what real dads do, uh, even for other other people's children, biological children. They they look at all the kids as their kids. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host Lisa Evers. We're celebrating fathers today on Father's Day, and we'll be back right after this. Yo,
3: what up? This your homie Ace Hood, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real poly tricks, and real people only on Hot 97.
0: Welcome back to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host Lisa Evers, and we are celebrating fathers today. Biological fathers, stepfathers, grandfathers, mothers who are fathers, and men who are father figures in a child's life. You know, the uncles, the brothers, everybody else that pitches in to uh, give our children. Uh, those positive role models. Joining us in studio, hip-hop artist Consequence. He's a father. He's got his new EP dropping this summer growing up in New York. And his son's first mixtape is coming out this summer, too. I want to find out about that in just a moment. Also with us is uh, Amari Terrell. He's a father of five. He was formerly incarcerated. Now he's part of a program for a number of years. He's been a part of a program with Assistant U.S. Attorney Paul Fishman in Newark, where he tries to help young men and boys stay on the right track and stay out Prison have productive lives. Also with us, Lavar Young, former executive director of Fathers Now, father of two boys, 16 and 11, and he's a fatherhood consultant. Um, Consequence. What about the having your son be a rapper? Tell us about that.
1: Um, it started very organically. Um, I was going to the studio. Well. Ever since he was a, ever since he was a baby, when he came home from the hospital, instead of lullabies, I would just rap my raps to him. (laughs) I would just literally be in his room. Rapper by baby, yeah, rapper by baby. (laughs) So like even when we shot like, um, when we did Love and Hip Hop and all that, like during that whole time, it would just be, you know, he was sitting with me doing doing the records, uh, listening to the records that I would submit for the show. He's always, uh, you know, he's always been involved since he was born um what I've been doing musically and then last summer it went a step further uh one day I was going to do a radio interview and he was supposed to go to summer camp so I was dropping him because I was in a hurry I had to drop him to a friend of ours to take him to school for me and Jen and um he wouldn't get out the car he was like I'm not I'm not going I'm going he's four years old Three well, years he's old, he's three, yeah. He's three, and three years old, he At won't three, get out. The he car. was like, okay. I'm, I'm not getting out the car, daddy. I want to go with you to work. I want to go, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. <laughs> and like, super through the super fit, and he never throws fit, so whenever he's that adamant about something, you know, he has you my pay attention. attention, yeah. So I took him, and <laughs> he um was in the waiting area with a friend of mine while I was doing the interview, and so you know, I'm talking, and the host. Turned to the glass And was like Yo little homie's at the door Crying And so like He really wanted To be with Be with me He just wanted To be a part of it And um I take him to My cousin Q-Tip's house Uh frequently And Q-Tip has a show On Apple Music And um k didn't wind up Doing a drop And the next thing You know um we ended up um, doing a record for my last EP called That Dude uh, with me and him rap back and forth and now it's just progressed and now he's like literally about to have his own project. So uh, you don't, dope. so
0: you feel like almost like this is in his his DNA. This is like in his genes.
1: I I feel like honestly it, it it's partially that and I feel like it was his way of saying Daddy I really want to bond with you. Mm. And I think that um, was something I couldn't ignore, uh-huh. and because the thing is, like I run around so much as an artist, I think it was really honestly his way of saying, like I miss you, I want to be with you, I, even if it means that I have to rap too, um, which is really special for me. You know what I'm saying? Because it really shows me how how much he how much he adores his father, and like I adored my dad the same way. So it's like, um when you get to that point you kinda gotta stop time for a second and yep. just say you know what it's never gonna be this way again it's never gonna be this way again let him do whatever he wants to do just let him do it you know what I'm saying we're, gonna do we're never gonna get this time back so and it's and honestly it's worked to my advantage because I think a lot of people just see it and they just you know, it just
0: so it's, it's not like you're for. It's not it's like just, you're forcing. It's not like you're saying, "Hey, nah, let, me, time, let me make some a bunch of videos and put them out there with yeah, my nah, kids." It's times where it's, it's where a he, different thing. Yeah, there's times where don't wanna,
1: when he don't want to do it, and I, you know, I just like you know, it's because it, for me, like I said, it was all <laughs> organic, so it never was uh I set out to make him an artist or anything of that nature, but when I seen, as a businessman, when I seen him, was like, all right, <laughs> work, right. All right. All right. You all right. can Let's pay make your rent boy. You can pay the rest out of this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, son, you hey, can hey, pay your hey, rent now. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, if you can pay for your own college, yeah, yeah, you go ahead, yeah, get, boy, get boy. to it, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, <laughs> so it's wonderful. It's, been, it's wonderful, man. It's wonderful, man. It's a blessing. It's an absolute blessing to. I, you know, obviously
0: that's so great. And, and, and well, we have to have him up here for. a yeah, yeah, Has he done a definitely. radio interview yet? They do a Kamal, or is he gonna do it with a with uh, Street Soldiers? His but, first Street Soldiers. He's
1: he's actually done. Um, he's done a few things. He's done. He's he's done. Um, Ebro in the morning. He's done on Epstein. he's done, <laughs> Oh wow, um, he's all over.
0: Yeah, he kind of moving it. He kind of moving out so, here. Then we we got to get him on street <laughs> yeah, soldiers. Yeah, we, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. He loved it. He loved it. He oh, does. that's awesome. Well, you, you're talking about expectations, and, and that sounds. And congratulations to you, and congratulations to your son on that, because that sounds very, very cool. Oh man, you know, just to yeah, just to be able to spend the time with him, and that's got to be a blessing yeah, too. I was you know? thinking,
1: it may, I was thinking maybe later in life it would be. I never expected it to be like. Four. That's like it's, it's uncanny. Yeah. You know, but it's just a. Te- it's in his it's DNA. Really,
0: look at his family. I mean, come on. Yeah, but look I mean, dad. it's
1: really a. It, 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 that's on the surface, but it's really a testament to to me, honestly. When I when I look at it in in, in full scale, it's really just a testament of his heart. Really, he's yeah. like really got a pure heart. That's he's so really, that's I mean, so. That, awesome. It's so pure that he just wants to be like his dad. So this, that's why I'm such a proponent of understanding children and understanding their innocence and understanding their viewpoint.
0: And and why that father's role is so important. But you you talking talking about he sees you doing what you're doing mm-hmm. and a positive thing. But what about guys Amari Lavar, what about boys like the one you were talking about the 11-year-old who who's whose dad passed away? What about boys who don't have that father figure father or father figure there? Where do they get their role models? Where do they get their idea of what a man is.
3: I think a lot of fathers in the community has to step up and and be a father to some of the, a lot of these kids that don't have a positive role model. You know, I tell a lot of guys that's older than me that have been down my path, I'm like, why you don't give back? Why you don't, you know, I'm like, you bitter. Like, you know, your life didn't go that way. You can't allow the kids to go down the same path as you because we know what that path is. It's a razor blade, and at the end of it, it's alcohol and it's it's death, it's jail. It's like, let's, you know, I want to save the kids, you know. I don't want them to go down the same path of mine. I did a lot of struggle and a lot of pain, you know, and I don't want them going that path. So I think as a community, You know, we always talk about we got his hoods, my hood this. But when we grew up, it was neighborhoods because the neighbors looked out for each other, each other families. You know, we have to start looking out for everybody, all the kids. Just because you didn't father him doesn't mean you can't help raise him and help give him guidance. So we have the the father figures that's in the neighborhood. Sometimes you've taken your kids to the movies and you know the, the, the kid down the street don't have a father and his mother is working. Yo, snatch him up. It's 10 hours. What's, what's 8 9 hours to take him to the You know how, how far that'll go in a kid's life? You know, if you go to the park, snatch him up. You know, you, you look and you can see you don't have a father. Snatch him up. Take him with your kids to the park. Take him to the zoo. You know, we have to step up as a community, as a whole, because we losing our kids rapidly. So if you're not part of the problem, um, you're not part of the solution, you part of the problem. So you can't sit back and say the kids is doing this and that Blame and the not kids not helping.
0: See, I, I, know, I know, I agree oh, with you on and, that too. And then a lot of
3: guys, I tell them they're products of the drugs we were selling their mothers and fathers. So you part blame. Mm-hmm. So take responsibility. Don't say the kids is wild and now. When you part blame because you sold their mother drugs, you part blame Take responsibility For the actions That you cause In the community So step up
1: Definitely, yeah, That's a, that, that's that's a accent. great that's accent. I mean I'm not saying You are absolutely right But I, I definitely think That um, um, You have to really Be able to dig Into your soul To take accountability yeah. For for things of that nature
0: um, well, he obviously yeah, yeah. did. He, Amari obviously did. Well, you know,
3: no, he. I think he's talking in general, general, well, yeah, general, general person. I'm just saying,
0: that you're an, I, I, I didn't mean it like that. I mean like that's an example. Yeah, yeah, no, that's an example of taking I, taking that concept of responsibility, like absolutely, you know, which absolutely. which really all adults should.
1: Definitely, all adults don't though. You yeah, know? exactly. That's, <laughs> True. That's, that's the. We that's, know that. Yeah, <laughs> that's the yeah. thing. I mean, I like to his point. I do think it, we are in a different time. We're in a definitely a much more self-absorbed time mm-hmm. as a human race. Um, you know, like, it's the concept that he said is so laid out to me, but it's so foreign to millennials where, you know, take, you know, where everybody goes to Dorney Park or or, or just to the movies yeah. or if the, if one kid... Um, it's all about can't, selfies. Can't afford a baseball glove, you just put it up for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't perpetuate that. So it's hard to go against what society is doing. You know what I mean? It's 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 hard for you. Got to be a special soul to, to to do what he just said. You know, because oh, absolutely at, at this point uh, where we are now, I'm not going to say it's uh, and, and not I mean, just a
0: millennial. It's it's like our so, you look at our society. society everything's yeah. materialistic. Everything's image. Definitely. Everything's mm-hmm. let me put pictures of looking ma- making your life look yeah, as fabulous I mean, as possible. But I, I want to talk about the influence of the streets too. Because Lavar, when you when you don't have those men that are there in your in your life, snatching you off the corner if they see you out there or or, or hanging out with the wrong definitely. wrong guys or or just being afraid and getting you know we, we ignore the fact that a lot of these boys get into these gangs and things because of out of fear there is no man there to protect them or to look out for them but what what about the streets what about the expectations then what what does it do to your expectations as a boy you know when you don't have that father there
2: well you know it's it's you know it's just like consequence said about his son he he sees his his father rapping and performing and doing interviews and as a young man he's that's what is, becomes natural to him to do right um the same thing with my sons i have a 16 year old he, he's starting to talk about college i'm like what do you want to do that i just want to help people because he sees me working with people helping people isn't that great my youngest son, when he was younger he you know he used to want to go to school in suits because he used to see me go to work in suits so you know young people emulate what they see on a daily basis from their fathers and i think um you know, I know for me, I want I want more for my family and my, my sons than I have for myself. Um, unfortunately, you know, the streets are available to, to, to nurture and care for uh, young people when their fathers and mothers aren't there. And, and I think that's what oftentimes we see is that if there's a void in the house, you know, this is just a natural human feeling to want to be loved, protected and and, and provided. Guidance for Um, So when that doesn't happen When you don't have A positive male role model Or even a female uh, In your life Then as as, You know Humans We're going to We're going to grab that we're going to get it where we see we can get it um, and unfortunately specifically in urban communities throughout our country there are more than enough young men um, that, that you know want to take advantage of that situation and mentor young people but not mentor them in a positive way right
0: mentor them in a negative yeah, way exactly. have them be the runner or have them be out there on the corner or, or, look, or exactly, look out exactly, exactly. Or, or, or doing that, that and, kind then, of and, thing. Then, and the
1: thing is like you know from a from a human instinct it's, it's instinctual to survive so when you don't when you have a void, it's instinctual to fill the void and you will look elsewhere to fill the void and if you and what differentiates um outside sources from a dad um that loves you is the fact that those outside sources could be anything so really you're subjecting when you're not when you're when you're a father and you know and I definitely might have to sp- sp- specify this to sons um when you're a father, and you li- you leave your son to look for uh, look elsewhere, you don't you don't know what he's looking at, or or what he's interpreting. Or, or how he's interpreting what he's what looking he see, at.
0: What he's seeing, exactly. Yeah. Consequence, unfortunately, we're out of time, but I, I want to thank all of our guests for being with us. For the, Happy Father's Day to all of you. Oh,
3: thank you, thank and, you.
0: And <laughs> uh, thank you for sharing your time with us for this really inspiring, very, very inspiring show. LaVar Young, Amari Terrell, and Consequence, you guys, thank you so, so much. And, of course, i got to thank my whole team, Lisa, Hot 97 Street Soldiers, Executive Producer, Tone Capone, our Associate Producer, Rose Daniels, uh, Digital Producer, Mia Bell, Digital Assistant, TJ Charles, and on the boards, the one and only DJ Michael Medium, whose mixes are now available on the Where Hip Hop Lives app. So uh, you might want to check those out because he always gives us the music here as we're getting warmed up for street soldiers to get that, to get our talk early. on. <laughs> anyway, happy Father's Day to everybody. Fam. I'll see you in just a little bit for, for brunch and lunch and dinner. And um, remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Let's push for peace.